What's up, Gravel family? I'm Sophia. And I'm Jason. And this is the Gravel Family Podcast. The Gravel Family Podcast is an encouraging space to motivate more people to get on their bikes and enjoy gravel. We're going to share a variety of stories from hometown pirates to the top tier pros. We're also going to share training tips and insights on gravel worlds and other events, as well as answer your questions that arise through your training season. We are so excited you're here. Welcome to the Gravel Family. What's up, Grandma family? Hello. Guess what month it is? It's Women's History Month. Let's go. And because of that, we are filling all the guest spots this month with the most badass women we could find. So super excited. This episode, we got the one and only Allison Tetrick. And we also have Kristen Legan and Christy Moan and Betsy Welch. So not necessarily in that order, but um, that incredible women this month so we're really excited to have those guests on yeah Uh, a couple things we'll go really quick uh some announcements so pirate cycling league uh that's our club that runs gravel worlds we're celebrating 15 years of pirate cycling league and currently we have our uh kit sales open so if you're interested in joining the pirate cycling league if you want a club or a team to be a part of anybody is welcome everybody's welcome all you got to do is follow rule number one be cool. Be cool. That's right. Um, so uh, if you're interested in purchasing a kit, we go through Volet, which is an awesome uh, company made in America. Um, they've they've made all of our kits for the last 15 years. Incredible people. Um, go to PirateCyclingLeague.com. Uh, get your kit ordered. The, the store closes on March 13th, so make sure you get that ordered. Number two, uh, the Gravel Camp, Gravel World's Camp, our first camp. We have only 40 spots left or less than 40 spots now uh, left in the camp. So if you're interested in that, it's only $200. Our goal is to help uh, beginner and intermediate gravel cyclists uh, go to their next level. So if you're interested in camp that's affordable, uh, that's going to be April 28th through the 30th right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And we have some incredible coaches, uh, two Garmin athletes, uh, Jake McGee and Hannah Shell, and professional cycling coach uh, Frank Pike with Beyond Category Coaching. So if you're interested in the gravel camp that we've cut away a lot of the bells and whistles without changing the what you're going to learn and experience, um, definitely sign up for that. Go to gravelcamp.bike. Uh, and last but not least, we're going to be at Mid-South. I am so excited for Mid-South. It's it's like the start of the year. I know it we've is. already had our event, but our winter event, but no, it's, it's like the, the beginning of the official gravel calendar. It is because you're seeing, you know, our event was mostly local people. I mean, we had everyone from California to Tennessee, but still it was mostly local. And so when you go down to Mid-South, you see like everyone that you haven't seen since what, October at Big yep. Sugar. Yep. So I'm so excited to hug my friends. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we're, we're going to be doing live podcasts podcasting down there we'll keep an eye out on our instagram of where we're going to be uh, but we'll be recording uh five or six episodes on friday somewhere in Stillwater, um either next to the start line or at uh, a brewery a mile south we're going to make a game day decision yeah. on, and, on where we're going to be and we still have a few spots open for that we haven't decided who we're going to fill to interview so if you know of someone that's going to mid-south and you think that they deserve to be interviewed and that they would be a really cool guest let us know dm us send us a message so awesome well let's get into the longest episode of the gravel family podcast (laughs) but i promise it's a good one so stick around it's gonna be a good one (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, what's up, Gravel family? I'm Jason. And I'm Sophia. And today we have the most requested podcast of all time, probably of all podcasts. Sorry, Joe Rogan. This is the biggest request <laughs> ever. Uh, it also feels wrong that we haven't had her on until now. And we have had many texts from this guest that's like, <laughs> why have I not been on yet? So <laughs> I don't know why, but we, we needed to shake out all the cobwebs. I think right. that's the reason. We had to make sure it was going to be the perfect episode. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> exactly. All right. So this guest is no stranger to being fast. She started on road uh, where she was a member of Team USA. She podiumed at UCI Road World Championships. After she found gravel, she's won events called uh, such small events called Unbound, I think is how you pronounce it. I've heard of it. Uh, being the queen of Kanza. And she also is the most winning person at Gravel Worlds, winning three times here in Lincoln, 2017, 2018, 2019. But she's also very successful off the bike. She has a master's in clinical psychology, an undergrad in biochem. She sits on the board for USAC. She's also an AAC leadership uh, member for Team USA, helping us uh, go into the Olympics, hopefully. And then she is also the founder of Saga Ventures. Okay, hold up. Can people guess who it is just based on that bio? We're going to let you guess. All right, go, Jason. Welcome, Allison Tetrick. What's up? The queen of gravel (laughs) is on the podcast. How's it going? Oh, man. I... um. I'm so excited to be here. Um, And I'm not like, I'm not that used to being off the back, guys, but I feel like I'm a little off the back of this podcast. You know, it's, it's like I'm bridging. I've been bridging since you guys started it, just waiting, (laughs) waiting for my phone to ring for Sophia to text me. Crickets, you know, just crickets. So I had a bridge. It was a monstrous effort, but here I've made the break. I am here and I will win. And she is going to pull ahead and she will probably be the first two-time guest person. She's just going to be our only guest moving forward. Yeah. I think, I don't think there would be many complaints from people. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Let's get to the end of the podcast. That's kind of convenient though, because let's bridge into what Allison and Blaze are working on right now. So we interviewed Blaze. His episode came out. It will be the week before this one comes out. And he teased a little project that you guys have going on. Uh, You guys are also talking to some microphones lately. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your new podcast? Yeah. So um, this by this point, the um, listeners will have heard my um, darling husband, the bee bear. His name is also Blaze. Um, was on your podcast. And you guys were the first people to ever bring him on a podcast. Yeah, I was on Twitter Are- the other day, and I saw your tweet about. <laughs> Wait, we made Twitter. I don't. I don't he do was, the Twitter. She was like. He's supposed to be my manager, and now people are requesting he goes on their podcast. So I was like, "Am I the problem?" That Taylor Swift song. Hi, is it me? Am me. I the problem? <laughs> and um, the bee bear is incredible and also very introverted. And um, and I've never seen him get so nervous. Right, this guy will like clean up all the glass I break around the house. You know, just. The tornado that I create in my life, he's just like, no stress, no stress. Every <laughs> curveball, I'm like, you're going to do gravel worlds. He had never ridden like over like 110 miles or something. I'm like, yeah, 150. No big deal. He's like, I only ride 40 minutes a week. He crushed it too. He did a great gravel worlds. But, um, yeah, we talked yeah, about And then now he's seven. on your podcast. I think, yeah, I think he only finished like 
15 or 20 minutes behind you or something. Yeah, he had such one a good year, day. Just yeah. one of the years you won, though. Not yeah. So he was stellar. Um, but he was like, I didn't realize he had never ridden that far. He's like, I've never ridden this far. So our little in, uh, introverted bear, um, though, was so nervous. He had like his office set up. He was ready to go, and he was kind of like, I could see a little sweat, a little like redness in the neck is coming up. He's like, Aren't they gonna like me? Obviously, everyone loves him. Probably more than me. So <laughs> I'm so glad you guys had him. I can't wait to listen to it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. We we talked about the introvert versus extrovert side because we and we'll bring it up again. You you and Blaze are very similar to my wife and I where like you and I are the out extrovert crazy people and my wife and Bl- your husband Blaze are very introverted. And like we joked about um down at unbound at the hall of fame or yeah hall mm-hmm. of fame post party where it was like him it was like you me and sophia just like chatting with everybody and blaze and my wife were like against the wall like chatting with each other like yep this is the introverts party and they loved it <laughs> so, they loved it they're like you need another drink yeah we'll go get you guys drinks and then just sit over here which is what we're um blaze and i are, are doing so so um we're we're starting uh we're gonna do a podcast and not uh so we're gonna loop you guys in um we've only done one just basically with us so you know good luck um and our our good friend but uh it's it's kind of an athlete to athlete podcast more about relationships um mental like strengths weaknesses but the athlete is a complete person the athlete that goes to work that has a family that has a relationship or no relationship and you know just finding that balance and as we as we seek athletic feats as well as just life wholeness and kind of get some funny stories that are going to be just raw and vulnerable and just different sides. So no TSS, no FTP, no race plans, zero. (laughs) I love it. I love that. That sounds super cool. Super excited to listen. So when will the first episode come out? Do you guys have a day for it? And do you guys have a name? We do have a name, but I'm going to keep that a secret. <laughs> hey, now, and first Blaise episode, as soon as we us, get it edited. <laughs> Blaze promised us you would tell us the name, so it's on okay. him now. Can you think of your favorite cake song? Cake song? Okay. Oh. Um, okay, so that's the hint. All right. <laughs> well, if you still need an editor, I, I know a pretty good one, so perfect um, she's about she's about and i are um soul sisters and definitely sisters so um yeah so i will say my okay. wedding i want to say yes yeah, she was at your wedding yeah. your wedding was live streamed on the gravel world instagram if you missed it yes. too bad it was it was it was legendary i was literally at a wedding in seattle i was in a wedding at seattle correction and i literally between like between getting ready and walking down the aisle i was uh, for that wedding i was watching your wedding on the live stream yes. and people are like what are you doing i was like i'm watching a wedding they're like you're at a wedding i was like yeah but this one's pretty cool too so this one is the gravel wedding <laughs> yeah i said that um deal. so christy moan you know all things unbound um she i said she married us and I put that on Instagram and I realized it sounded like we married Christy. So we have a thruple. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, like Yuri was there, right? You got Yuri, you got the moans. I mean, you got it Amy Charity, who, you got Sophia. It was the who's who of gravel. Like literally I was the group ride that she was on. I was like, I can't think of who's not there. That's like epic and gravel right now. If you're epic, like Karen and was there. <laughs> like, yeah everybody cool was there i was like yeah i have so much fomo of this wedding (laughs) can attest it was amazing 
Well, that would not have been possible, the live streaming of your wedding on the Gravel World's Instagram, if you weren't one of the first gravel influencers, as they say. (laughs) What is something you learned about yourself from living your life online in a way? Um, Sophia, I love you so much, and I feel um, very old right now, Um, but that's okay. (laughs) That's why we're sisters. Um, I didn't mean to do that. Um, I started racing in... 2009 and this is kind of right at the advent of Twitter you know and I started Twitter and cyclists lived a lot on endurance athletes lived a lot on Twitter um and I was going to travel abroad to race for the national team um and people wanted to know how to stay in touch with me to under like you know because you can't send everybody a race report you know but they want to know what adventures I was doing and that started really early and for me it never was about building a brand or a platform. It was about building connection and keeping connection with people I love and then being able to tell stories of some rad stuff I was doing because I was like blessed enough to be 24 years old living in Europe racing my bike and that was super cool. So Twitter helped with that um and then I did a blog and you know, I just kept sharing my stories. Um, and this was kind of early too, and women's cycling was definitely having a lull, you know, (laughs) I think people cared a lot about it early and then it like ebbs and flows. And right now we are definitely on an up, which we can talk about, which is phenomenal. But, um, I landed a few commercials that aired during the Tour de France. Uh, Road ID was a huge for me. Um, literally changed my life just to be on a commercial with Bob Roll or whatever that's airing on NBC during the tour. Um, and, and then people just started caring what I was doing. And I love to tell a good story, as you guys know, so it's going to be hard to kick me off this podcast because I can talk a lot and I love stories. We've already determined that this will be one of the longest podcasts we have. <laughs> so know. we have allotted a lot of time for this tonight. <laughs> you can just like give me that sign, you know, because I'm sure, you know, I know you guys well enough. Just like wink twice, say a safe word, say like, I don't know, Paul Revere or something, say something. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, so I didn't mean to become an influencer or anything in, in so it started way before gravel um, and race reports, which is kind of why Blaze and I are thinking of this podcast angle and it's how I do any social media and I, I will verify it's as like raw and real and vulnerable as, as I feel that day. Like it's not, I'm not making content for the sake of making, making content. Um, but I think telling a story, building those connections, and then that makes me feel worthwhile and have purpose for what I'm doing and then hopefully change people's lives and raise money to get more women on bikes, more kids on bikes, more people healthy and inspired and know that they're not alone. So I never wrote race reports. I mean, I could win a race and you guys read some of the things I re- like I would win gravel worlds and I'm talking about, I don't know, pirate the beers you had and- after. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I take a shot and I'll, but like, it's more about like my journey and where we are emotionally. Cause I'm not unique in that. Like all of us have, you know, you're working and volunteering at Gravel Worlds and that's like a whole story in itself. And there are people out there doing any distance, any effort, and it's just still about this really personal, beautiful opportunity we have each day to live. Um, And so sharing that, I think was more important. So that's just kind of what I want to continue to do. Um, Luckily, I I do race for Specialized and I get to work in product development there and work with an amazing team. And I'm so excited. It's just like a dream job. And still to showcase bikes in an authentic and beautiful way and realize the freedom we all can achieve. So 
yeah, influencer, but hey, you know, it's a beautiful life. What is something you wish that someone would have told you before it all started? Um, <laughs> you're going to love this one. Um, I think where, where, where the boots and where those goddamn <laughs> cutoff shorts <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> like and basically so for for the men out there Sophia's laughing cuz she gets it but um it's basically just like owning owning your truth because I had so much in my career early on being young and insecure and not confident enough which is fine that was a beautiful time in my life but I was scared to be who I was and people were constantly correcting me like don't wear boots with shorts or your shorts are too short or like your hair's too long you're not professional enough you're too emotional you're too this you're too that you're too that and now it, my you know 15 years into the sport I'm like god damn it I've been should have went wearing those boots the whole time because I would stomp those out like it's just about telling my younger self be like who are you and you don't have to be loud and me you know, you can be who you are and it's just owning your truth and like finding that deep in your soul who you are and showing that. And and if, as long as you're true to yourself and owning that, like great things are coming. But people just like to squash hopes and dreams for fun. They like to do that for lunch. Oh, dude, it that affects me so much. Like online is just one people like giving comments that aren't necessary, even remotely necessary, but two, just like the peanut gallery that just fires off and assumes the worst out of everything, you know, that, I mean, online really affects me. So it's like fascinating to like hear your growth through that. Like, have you, has it always affected you or is it less now? Is it better than what it used to be? Or like, I guess what's your relationship with letting the negativity affect you? It sounds like you've gotten better at least. Yeah. Um, and you know, with, with growth of visibility, you know, more followers, more platforms, you know, that's just opening doors for more peanut gallery type. Um, I have lucked out now. I won't read the comments for this podcast, but (laughs) I've lucked out, um, where I think as long as you go back to that, owning your truth and telling stories. And if that, if that's what I want to do, you know, if there's certain days that for my mental health, I don't want to, and I just, or I want to ride my bike all day or I want to, eat tacos in bed. I don't know, you know, like I won't be posting or, or whatever, but I, I think I've, it, it, I could say I've responded better, but also there's more to respond to now. So you kind of have to, you have to start ignoring. However, if somebody writes me a thoughtful like critique or negative feedback, I, if I lose sleep over it, I'll either a respond or B block. And I've only blocked like two people in my life. So I don't get like, people are usually genuinely nice and I believe in the good in people. But if they like say I did something and they're like, my daughter follows you and I didn't like the way you did this. And I like, I really take that to heart. I'm like, oh, okay. And the other times I'm like, well, raise your daughter better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I really want to be a positive influence. So if I, if I, I, I like will think about that and take it to like definite heart. And then when I, if I write them back and I say, I'm really sorry, or this is why I did that, or this is why I said this, or why I'm endorsing this. And usually if I write back a thoughtful response, people are quite kind too, because there's dialogue and we're having a nice conversation. And I think it's a learning experience for probably both parties. I can't do that for everybody. It's like, there's a lot, but. There's, there's been times like, 
like where you reply like you get maybe get a negative thing and you said you reply and then it's like cordial because it's like oh this is a human interaction now there's been times with gravel worlds that we get like pretty nasty messages or something and i'll like look up their bike reg information and i'll call them and like be like hey let's have a conversation and it's like it's always gone really well because it's like this is no longer on social media i can't do that with everybody obviously but it's like i've i've done that several times of like hey man i got your message i just wanted to talk it out and they're like what uh oh okay (laughs) like like totally different change of perspective and it's like that social media side of stuff it's it is inhuman right like it's so easy to be like you suck and then it's like wait that's a real person that has feelings and thoughts and and it's it's so easy to internalize those messages that you're receiving because it's right there in your face but something i've learned is like Allison, you do this a lot, is you surround yourself with really good, positive people who uplift you and support you. And that's you the are most included. important. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love you. I'm not going to start. I have a cry limit of two times during this podcast. And oh, I'm not going to use Ooh. it yet. Uh, <laughs> All right. But like, it's so easy to get caught up in that negativity. But if you're surrounding yourself with people who love you and are there in your corner for you, like that's just white noise at that point and it doesn't matter because all you want to listen to is that those positive influences in your life yeah and I think that goes back to owning your truth so it's just like if you're owning your truth and you're not being fake or saying things you don't believe in or support and you're being you and you're authentically you that's how you sleep at night because yeah you have positive people that know you for you that love you you surround yourself with them and you stay to these pillars so just like you would do a communication guideline for a company like what's your communication pillars like blaze and i write down our pillars like what's important to us you know in our lives and what's not and then when we get stressed like what can we cut out and like what is not in our little that little tiny wheelhouse you know and Mm -hmm. and that helps us stay sane because life gets crazy and people can be mean Yeah. And it's also really easy, I've seen, for people to target very outgoing, flamboyant people like you and I are, where, you know, we are loud and we like, (laughs) we own it. And it's very easy for people to pick on that rather than the person who's really quiet in the corner. And I think that just comes with having that big, loud personality. But well, I think that's a you get picked on as, as a woman, like nobody yeah. as a guy would be like, you're too loud. Like that doesn't, that doesn't right. happen. Right. But that even happened to you when you were doing the podcast in what was oh, yeah. July. Yeah. yeah. Someone said Allie was like too yeah, loud. The or... For the tour de France, Fama Beg Swift. Yeah. I had somebody <laughs> speaking of, um, Oh, sorry. I don't know the audience level here. Uh, but I had somebody, I actually read the comments in the move because it's a, it's a big podcast. I was very proud to be on it. Um, so a few negative on that, but, um, I worked a lot with Zwift and I think this is incredible for visibility for women in cycling is yeah. to showcase the Tour de France bomb of X Zwift on that platform. And I had somebody tell me, I was like too frantic. And then somebody saying she's so emotional. Like, what is she wearing? You know, all those comments. And then I got one that was, um, which I read them all. I shouldn't have, but I did. That's like what I did at five in the morning, you know, while watching just, just start reading those comments. Yeah. Manic reading it. Yeah. Oh. Somebody's like, oh, she looks like time. she's on cocaine. And I like wrote him back and I said, oh, really? Huh. I've never tried cocaine. Should I? And the guy like, <laughs> he didn't know how to respond to me. <laughs> Try being high on life. That's what Allie really is. <laughs> I was like, 
I don't Sorry, think the world bro, could, haven't tried it. I don't think the world some... could handle you on cocaine. No, 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 no. and I will not ever do it. So sorry, people. No, I, I've never done anything. I just, I'm like, I'm sorry. I am so tired. I wake up so enthusiastic. Like, I'm exhausted. But when I responded to him, he's like, oh, no, I think it'd be better if you didn't. But thank you. I really appreciate your coverage. And I was like, yeah, don't say that. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. What? Um, yeah, let's go into that. What was, What podcast is that? There's a kind of famous cyclist on that that runs that podcast. So Yeah. What, so, what was um, that? I, uh, the couple days after we left Sophia after our wedding, we went to Aspen um, to do Lance Armstrong's podcast, which is called The Move. Um, and it covered the Tour de France Femme avec Zwift. I have a great relationship with Zwift. Um, you should actually have Kate Verano on your podcast at one point. She's phenomenal. Um, but I was a part of a, a team that was able to kind of work into that branding strategy for Watch the Fom, which was hashtag Watch the Fom, uh, F-E-M-M-E-S, um, and the Tour de France Fom of Swift, which was a big deal. So they also sponsors, Zwift also sponsors the Paris Roubaix and the inaugural, you know, last year and then as well as this year uh, coming up. So... Super cool. They're uh, one of those rad companies that just are doing it, right? Like just investing in women's sports and making it visible. So being there um, and doing the podcast to millions of viewers was, I think, very impactful for women cycling. Um, I know it's a little polarizing um, to a lot of people, and I understand. uh, But for me to be able to showcase stories of badass women racing bikes, around France with some really good visibility was unparalleled and an opportunity that I am very proud of. Yeah, you got some incredible experiences that week, including having a phone call with the first female winner of the Tour de France ever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Marianne. How was that? Marianne is awesome. You guys should have her on the podcast too. I have her number. Um, <laughs> she's so cool, and she was so down to earth. Also wearing cut off denim shorts. Sophia, did you oh, see we that? Love like that. Oh, are you yeah. I was like cutoffs. Rock some cutoffs. Shorts for life. I'm Ripton? telling you. Um, are you sponsored by Ripton yet? <laughs> I bought a couple pairs. <laughs> Blaze has two pairs. I have two pairs. Um, and I bought them because small company, and I really like them. So. Super cool. Um, Love Ripton. I do too. Uh, I should sponsor the podcast. Um, <laughs> but I think it's cool, like just the history and and it's kind of what we've talked about, Sophia, um, in other times is women supporting women and sharing these crowns, you know, and yeah. Marianne, for me to like scramble to how I can get her number, you know, I'm stalking her online trying to get her email address and then you know, Boulder's like one text away, right? Because it's a bubble. So to get her number was pretty easy once I figured that out. And then for her to like reach right back out and be like, what you doing tomorrow? Like eight in the morning? Want a podcast with us? And she rallied like as you do if you win the Tour de France, right? Yeah. And um, but the history and her to be just so excited to watch this next generation of women racing around France and for her to be able to ch- like share her stories. It's just really beautiful. But it's about sharing that crown where you don't have to get up to the next level by like crushing people along the way. It's about supporting each other and not like not worried about, you know, the threat, I guess. And um, I just thought it was just really beautiful to have her like and to meet her and see her enthusiasm and love for bikes still. And she still has her trophy awesome. there. She like uses it as a candy bowl. It's really cute. <laughs> She's like, There's candy in here. <laughs> How precious. <laughs> Well, that's a good transition yeah. to talk about. If we're talking about trophies, you've got, you are the winningest individual with Gravel Worlds. 
Uh, you've got three titles to your name of Captain of the Gravel Seas. Back to uh, back to back. Back to back to back. Um, the only person that we actually might have two women this next year that could tie that with uh, the 300 that we added. So Paige Redman is going for her third back to back to back. And then Lauren Day Crescenzo could go for her third yeah. oh, back to back to back. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we we were talking with Blaze. We should have you back in Lincoln so that you could hand if Lauren wins for a third time, you should hand the sword to her as Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd that'd love be cool. It. But yeah. anyway, trophies. So what does it mean to you as being the winningest person at Gravel Worlds ever? Um I have a lot of interesting stories about Gravel Worlds. Um, <laughs> the first year I did it was 2017. So coming off of winning Unbound, um, I was pretty tired and it was spicy. And then I was so like, I had to win in a sprint. Like there was some, some very funny dynamics going out there, but this is not a race report. But that was, it was really special to me because I didn't quit. I was smart and I executed what I needed to do due to the circumstances that I was given that day. <laughs> it was like, all right, I am going to win. I'm going to win. Okay. <laughs> and then the second year, 2018, that's where Christy and I, um, Christy Moan was there and Christy and I, I was really tired guys. Cause like I had this, I started gravel in 2017. I was just winning everything. And this sounds so first world problems, which it is. Uh, but 2018, then everyone is like, oh, gravel's cool. We're going to crush your soul, which they tried. <laughs> and it kind of works sometimes, right? Like, I was just like, I'm tired of defending. I'm tired. Like, I just want, like, <laughs> to have fun because that's why I did gravel. And that's okay. Like, pressure is privilege. I get it. Billie Jean King quote. Um, and... <laughs> I get it, but I showed up to the bike shop in Lincoln and I saw Christy and I started crying. Like, I, I was just like, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm so tired. And she starts crying and we hug each other and and then she's like, I don't think I'm going to ride tomorrow. And I was like, I flew to Lincoln. You just had to drive here. We're riding <laughs> and we're going to do it. And... And uh, I was like, Christy, put on your big girl chamois and let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the next day, I won again. It, definitely not in a sprint. And I had the, one of the best days. Like still, I never will forget 2018. You were Also, all the men I was year. riding with will never forget either because I was singing the whole time. I was just like, road <laughs> goes on forever and the party never ends. They're like, do you ever shut up? And I was like, no. No, no. no. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I like I was like I never even felt a pedal like I never cr I was just having the best day of my life and you, the race yeah, was and over that, and you crushed that yeah. year like yeah I'm I went fast sure <laughs> man did Lauren even beat you two years ago I know she got a faster time this year but I think this did. year was the first time she got a faster time yeah, she. I also lost you, my unbound this year as well, my top speed, but that's top fine. Speed. Yeah, 28, 2018, you finished in seven hours and 39 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, okay, for perspective, for women, sub eight has only happened five times. You are two of those. Yeah. And the, the other three were this year. Yeah. So, yeah, you are, that year, you were flying fast. And the only reason this year, 
that I think it was broken is because the weather was like perfect weather. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you were flying in 2018. That, yeah. that record is insane. And I had so much fun. <clears throat> and I met Sophia. We have our bar date and we had so much fun. And <laughs> and it was so funny because then Christy also just like finished and had a great time. And she's like, GD Allison, I thought of you the whole time in my big girl shammy <laughs> but like sometimes you kind of have to do that because like i was totally like wambulancing it like i'm like this is horrible like i'm tired and people want to beat me and she, like whatever <laughs> you know and then it turned into an amazing day and also if people can beat me that's totally fine it, it happens a lot like in cycling it happens like more than it doesn't right <laughs> yeah. but it's about i think about enjoying i think it goes back to just like being present and enjoying that like put on the big girl shammy which was just like you like I literally like pay for gravel worlds I fly there I get my housing <laughs> like I signed up to do this <laughs> and right. there I am complaining that I think it's going to be hard I was like this is a privilege this is such a privilege and it's such a beautiful experience just to be able to challenge yourself and honestly like if you don't want to then you can change it and do a shorter course or like just have fun but like I'm out there and those roads are sublime like right the Lincoln gravel is amazing hero gravel everywhere we were it very is. blessed to have this gravel. It's so good. Then what about 2019? That that year you won by a lot. That, yeah. That, yeah. that year you were, I think you won by second place by like 30 minutes or something crazy. I'm pretty yeah. sure. It was, that was, shamelessly, it was kind of fun because then I didn't have to like de-stressed. <laughs> I actually, I, I didn't feel good on the bike at all. I was pretty tired and like just feeling gross, but um, I, I had... Um, I had fun. One of my favorite stories of gravel worlds. So the night before 2019, you, uh, you were up pretty late having a good time. And oh, so it was late. also, it was a really hot year that year too. So you finished and I'm pretty sure you had a black kit and you were just like so salty, like everywhere. And it, I, I was the first one to cheer you on and like, I I think we didn't have champagne that year. We only had water. So I poured water on you and you just like look at me and you go, I'm pretty sure I'm sweating straight wine at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, freezer. <laughs> so do we have permission to keep that story in? Because yeah. it was it was awesome. Sometimes I don't do the best prep. So Staying up till midnight way too drinking late. wine isn't the best prep for a gravel was, race. I think it was after midnight. I'm pretty sure it was after midnight. It was midnight. so late. <laughs> it's so I don't late. Know. I I was yeah. I guess I was confident. I don't know. <laughs> I'm wondering what about like my life choices. <laughs> I think it's dry January, guys. Um yeah, no, I definitely did that. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. I, that's one of my favorite memories of that year. I don't even remember <laughs> telling you that. That's probably <sighs> I'm pretty sure that was the year too. Didn't you? Uh, we only had one number one plate created, mm-hmm. and so you crossed it out like the number two and wrote number one on your number plate. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember which year that was. But I that's think that another... was 2018. That's still in my refrigerator. 
that's one of my that's also one of my favorite gravel worlds memories of like we didn't have two number ones but now because of that we make two number one plates yeah the, you should they're coming back because it's so. just a timing chip on the back yeah that's oh, great yeah, it's all a timing yeah. chip yeah yeah 2019 was the year that i ra- that was the first year i had raced gravel worlds and i had seen alice in the last two years at gravel worlds and obviously she had won and like we'd kind of run into each other and knew each other and 2019 i told her before i was like hey i'm racing this thing not racing but i'm riding this thing for the 75 and like you inspired me to do this and you inspired me to get on the bike and i remember you finished your race obviously you'd won and you had a interview and you're like i was going through a lot this week um but then i had a conversation with sophia and i knew like if she could do it i could do it too and so then when you finished i went running out to you and i'm like we're hugging and crying and we're like we inspired each other to finish (laughs) i totally thought of you i was like oh Look at us making each other better. That's all people should do. Make each other the best version of themselves. That's what life is all about. It, it is. It was, That's why that I was love good... Lincoln because I met Sophia. Sorry, Jason. I don't mean to make you like the, the black no, sheep am, over here. I'm happy I met you too. I am totally the third <laughs> wheel on this date. Like we're fully okay with that. Like, just a sister thing. I'm just I'm just trying to stay out of the way. No, I mean you guys are sisters. Like I obviously don't I it's clear now in this podcast. I don't talk to you as much, Allison, as I do Sophia, or as much as Allison talks to Sophia. Um, that's obvious. And like in my so my head, like I hear stories all the time about like you from Sophia. Like Sophia talks mm-hmm. about you all the time, just so you know. Um, I talk about and, her all the time too. <laughs> <laughs> so and like in my head, I'm like, okay, well, like Sophia's a big fan of Allison. That's how like in my head. And then it was at the Hall of Fame ceremony where you were our guest of honor uh, yes, for, Cor- for Corey's induction. And when the two of you saw each other for the first time and like ran down the street <laughs> to each other in front of the Granada Theater in Emporia and were just like hugging each other for like, I don't know, 35 minutes, something close to that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it was we like, wanted longer, but people said it was time to start. <laughs> we're like, we got to go inside. We're like, no, we're still crying. But that that was like the first time that was like, oh, like this is like a real sisterhood. Like, and it, that was like, that was like because Corey wasn't there. He had got COVID, so he couldn't be there. But that was honestly one of my favorite memories of that night was like realizing like oh you two are really close and that's really freaking cool that i get to like just kind of see it and be a part of it a little bit so yeah very special what you two have is like literally non-blood sisters so it's been fun to enjoy from the sidelines and i'm okay with being the third third day third wheel on this this evening <laughs> that's uh, i'm all right with it i think that's the beautiful part about um i mean so many things in life but it's like i think cycling is very Maybe it's not unique or special, but, you know, for us it is because this is our community and what we chose to be a part of um, and who you get to meet and and how, like what impact they can make on your life and how you can make an impact for positive on their life and then so many more people. Like, that's what keeps me coming back to Gravel is just these people and that I met, you know, we have Christy M not MC and you don't MC a wedding. What do you do? You <laughs> officiate, officiate. Woo! Oh, officiate. Okay. Christy did not MC my wedding, nor did she marry me. Okay. And Sophia's there, you know, and it's just like, you look around and you're like, these people have changed my life and my life is better for this. And I that, 
it sounds silly when you're just like oh these are like people i met through cycling or like they're my bike friends it's so much more it's right. family and you guys definitely started the gravel family you know kind of how you talk about it but it's so true because this is this is people who come and pick us up when we're bonked or in a gutter in life or in gravel or on the road or wherever you are but like this is where people come to support you and give you a draft or motivate you or give you a feed or just like give you a ride home (laughs) if you don't want to pedal anymore (laughs) it's just a safe place it should be um and I think we need to encourage that because it's not yes there's winners and there's losers and all of that but like it's not what that's not the point the point is just being better and challenging yourself and making those connections that goes back to what we were talking about I think connection is just so important it is it is and it doesn't have to happen over a four-hour conversation like Allison you and I started you know like our friendship like I think just in passing honestly like it was just a short tiny like hi I'm Sophia hi I'm Allison like it's those tiny little moments that you have no idea how much are going to impact the rest of your life yeah and I, I think that's like a good that's beautiful Sophia like it's just you don't know what you're saying or what you're doing on or off the bike but in this community and any community you're involved in how that changes the rest of your life and I think that's what gravel worlds and meeting you two and everybody there is like done for me it's changed my life and it's we've been through some hard some real freaking hard stuff and we've been through some really beautiful things and it's not gonna stop right it's just gonna keep right. being a cycle like those gravel seas out there but like it's a good thing you know it's life and we have people around us so that's that's why we do it and jason's now pulling up the picture of us hugging uh, i love it <laughs> From from 2019. <laughs> He's just trying to get me to cry over here. Well, okay, so we do need to know one thing about your swords. So, funny story, after Allison and Blaze's wedding this uh, past July, I went out there to California without the wedding. Everything was winding down, and Allison's like, I really want to go to a bar in my wedding dress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're like, we're going, to make that, we're going to make that happen. So I drive back. Allison's like, you're riding with me. So I drive back with Allison and Blaze to their apartment on the night of their wedding. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what is more Allison than that? And Allison's like giving me the full tour of the apartment. And she takes out all of her swords. Her apartment is like a gravel world's museum in there. tell you and like she's pulling out the sword she's pulling out the cups everything posters oh my gosh yeah so oh, we do posters for to, sure stickers on have, my knife block yeah <laughs> we have to know what's the craziest thing that you've ever done with one of your gravel world swords um so you know craig yep um craig has actually won his age group at gravel worlds i believe in 2019 um look that up craig's our best friend and Craig has uh, sabered, uh, tops off a of champagne quite often with that sword. Nice. You know, the, it's so cool. That's awesome. Amazing. That's awesome. I think we need a video of this at some point. Okay, I'll, I'll get him to, to do that after dry January. Yes, February 1st. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, but it's pretty cool. They're they're quite handy for a good saber. Um, one of my swords is living in Specialized Boulder, and I think it's, like, traveled around the world. Like, my sword, my sword's traveled a lot of places. Like, took Yuri, like, in his van back to California because I couldn't, like, carry on a sword, I guess, in the airport. Yep. <laughs> I wonder why. We've had people try. 
and then we have and to like so go pick sword, it up. Like the sword went to like RPI to this to that till it got back to Petaluma via Yuri Hoswald, who's also a winner of Unbound, lives here in Petaluma. But um, yeah, so that's the, these swords travel around. Um, it's hilarious. Specialized, the one they have, like it just shows up at random shops. They send me photos, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, so it's just traveling? Like it's literally like I have places. I have one here at home, of course. At but all two, times. but a couple of them are traveling. Yeah, they travel. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's awesome. Good good marketing or publicity for us. It was I guess. hanging up above Specialized Boulder. Like when you walked in, there was just a sword, and then like it, it went rad. to some different shops. That's that's actually. I should put an air tag on that thing to see where it actually goes. <laughs> it's a great it's a great prize. Um, yeah. So the sword is the sword is great. Um, I think Blaze did say he doesn't really like it when I held like sharp things because. I am like a little bit of a, a risky person, like for my own health, like well-being. But well, um, since so starting last year, like our swords have, we've upped the game. Like, I'm, oh, like that. Don't make that me sword. train that hard. Hey, have to win. I mean, yeah. technically, technically, Allison, you've never lost at Gravel World. So if you come back, that's true. You've only won. So, uh, no, we. So our swords now are made by like a legit super legit like award-winning blacksmith like a viking or something like do you have a viking out no there? <laughs> no well i mean kind of kind have you of seen the like have you seen too. the yeah he's he's like a bodybuilder too have you seen the show forged in fire on no history channel i think it's on netflix now too but he's like the youngest winner of that show oh um, boy yeah so i mean it's like a real legit pirate sword like he like here i got it we'll pause pause <laughs> Here you can you can't see it at home, but like this is the new pirate sword. It's like actually like black metal. Oh, that's so cool. And like handmade and everything. Wow. It's he soaks it in like salt water and then blazes it with a fire to make yes. it it has like water droplets because I guess like how real pirate swords became black is because they were like the salt water like on it. So he literally oh. takes like heats it up, puts salt, like dunks it in super salty water and that's what makes it black and like has water droplets and stuff. Really cool. Oh man, I'm going to start training. Let me look at, I can see it. Look at my eyes. training peaks over here. <laughs> <laughs> we were, no, we were talking with blaze that you guys are going to start running so we said that we said that blaze should run our 50k ultra marathon get them like going in the deep end and then you do the 150 as a team but then you both compete as individuals at the same time so i want to do the 50k we've been running twice a week to here at least you got to either run or bike it's like i think it's required i'll do the run maybe and the bike Maybe. Yeah, I she could like do the schedule. Um, we but yeah, we've double. been running. We might. We have a half sign double. Sign up for a marathon. I don't know. Hmm? Yeah, you could do the half double. It's a twenty-five k, which is like just over a half marathon, and then the seventy-five mm-hmm. mile the next day. Oh. Or you could do the Allison double. Yeah, I'm into the running. Um, my knee is finally getting better. I <laughs> injured my knee last year, and so I'm finally like my quad is now attached to my tibia, which is great. Like there's some oh ligaments that are now <laughs> attached. <laughs> So I've been running a couple times a week. Well, two times a week is our main thing. Um, but yeah, we're working on that. So, and you guys have the goal of a marathon at the end of the year, correct? Mm-hmm. We do. And you've you ran the distance of a marathon before, but you've never competed in a marathon. Is that right? Yeah. And compete. Let's talk gravel. Like, you know, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is something where 
we had this question on here. It's in the past year, you've switched gears and instead of like going for the podium, going for the top place, you have focused more on like what you can bring to the community and like really what is gravel? What do you want to make of these gravel events? Um, so like in Unbound 2022, you had your experience where you paced the sun. Tell us a little bit about that and the obstacles you were beating. Yeah, I think um, it was, it's amazing. Um, I have a, like I told you, um, an incredible team of specialized that I work with that um, we make really good equipment. And I know you guys have all sorts of different sponsors, so I apologize. But this is my team and my job. But I, I really love uh, who I get to work with there and um, what we can do. So we were thinking of creative ways because the pointing of the race is really cool because our bikes are fast and everything's like rad. But there's just so much more like there's just so much going on outside of that and to not like, how do we connect with the community and then raise money? Um, and this was for, uh, Emporia's Nika, which is coyote composite. So instead of racing unbound last year, I paced, a race, the sun group, which was about 16 miles an hour. Could have been a little slower, but I let them stop. <laughs> let them yep. yeah believe me i was like mama bear out there i was just <laughs> i was on like a schedule um and you know allowing for mishaps and everything but that you know the stops were much longer but it was really nice to go to the rest stop blaze was there um craig helped me with that as well so he was riding with me to help you know because we had like up to 50 people just they were the most like unicorn gravel cyclists you've ever met in your life like we f- we raised a bunch of money for outride and the emporia's nika and then people just like wore the bandanas and they just followed me all day, which is weird. Unicorns. They were the nicest people I've ever met in my life, but like they never came around me. You know how like descents and uphills people surge or they like want to take that corner? I sat on the front for 207 oh, miles. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so beautiful. I was like crying and laughing. But like, can anyone come and talk to me? They're like, no, you're doing great. We're here with Ali. We trust you. And I was like, they have so much trust in me. I am not worthy. And I'm terrified. <laughs> but yeah, my unicorns. I don't even know. Maybe I should do unicorn bandanas this year, considering Ooh. how lovely these people were. And um, I had this one woman, uh, Claudia. Claudia, like, understood the assignment. You know, like that. I understand the assignment. Claudia like comes, buys all three bandanas or four. She, she buys every bandana I'm selling in the booth that, you know, unbound. She buys every bandana. I give her her like, I did top tube stickers for the pacing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you meet me here and here and here. And this is how we're going to beat the sun. Cla- and I was like, you meet me at mile seven. Claudia's like, hi, I'm Claudia. And I am here. She sat on my wheel all day. That's awesome. Just my wingman. Like she is just there. <laughs> it was so beautiful. And she got like second in her age group. That's awesome. That's I was wondering how you met up because Unbound is crazy. I was like, how would you possibly meet up with everybody? That's smart. So you just I met- did like seven some miles in and Where then I paced them a like bit. a little fast at the start because the fastest start and it's pretty flat. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, at the first there's a first aid station in there, just like a water stop. Like not an official one or official, but not the big ones. And I said, I'm going to be here at this time and then leave at that time. And most people found me. Some people had a hard time finding. It depends where you line up. That's very, it's a very chaotic start. But um, yeah, so I I think, Sophia, to answer your question, I I think there's so many facets of bike riding that I would like to explore. And it doesn't mean I don't want to race some. 
but I've raced a lot in my career and I can still race. I still train like I'm racing. Um, <laughs> I love it. But also there's just so much more, you know, than being like fast. Like there's more places I can give back and hopefully get more women on bikes, more kids on bikes, increase like equality and diversity and opportunity in the sport. And I would like to look back in my pretty long now cycling career and realize that it wasn't in vain. And there's, you know, there's a purpose to that besides just winning. And I love to win. Don't get me wrong. But I also like to sleep at night knowing I'm making a positive change and hopefully, you know, meeting people like y'all that can, can help like incorporate that. Um, and we can do that together. That is something that's so special about you is that like you, when you talk, when someone talks to Allie, they know that she's being sincere. Like they know that she is there present in the conversation and she's coming at it, like really wanting to like know your life story and know who you are. Um, so I guess that leads into the next question of you really are a champion on and off the bike. Uh, what drives your humility to understand that life is bigger than winning? Uh, life is so much bigger than winning. (laughs) Um, I, I have a lot of faith there. There is that, um, you know, growing up that way. And it's just like, you know, almost killing myself on a bike way too many times than I can count. Um, is, is (laughs) if you get hit, you know, hit rock bottom and you only have one way to go up, you know, you learn a lot. Um, but I, I think, yeah, it's, it's about like, just like feeling good about what you're doing and the purpose, because I love to be, I love to ride my bike. I love to meet friends, but how can I, I incorporate that into something bigger? And I think I'm always just looking for a bigger picture and like, am I doing my best? And it's, it's hard because I don't, I mean, you, you know this, Sophia, we've talked about it, but it's, I still, did I do enough? Am I enough? Did I do enough? I, it's neurotic, but that's who I am and it's hard, but I, I, it's the only way I can enjoy what I'm doing is to know I'm like, just to know that you rode gravel worlds for your first time because of me, like, and that we got to share that in beautiful experience together. Like that made my year. That's all I needed was just like, wow, like we're doing something like we are making like waves right here. And, and the fact that being a young woman and you're, you know, with all your hardship and everything you've been dealing with, that you are able to show effing up (laughs) and do that and conquer so much like, and there, here I am complaining that I don't think I can win. Like, <laughs> who's the bigger champion here? Sophia, obviously. <laughs> and I'm starting to cry again. Wow, here it goes. Um, Wait, is that one or two? That's, uh, that's one. Okay, that's there's one. one. All, right. All right. You know, but for, just for me looking up to you, that's just one. And there are a bajillion others out there. I remember sitting at the Unbound or at the Specialized 10 at Unbound this past year. And there was a line that was constantly like at least 10, 11, 12 people deep buying your bandanas and getting the chance to talk to you. And all every single person that was in that line, you took time out of your day to talk to them and ask, hey, what's your name? What can I put, what, what can I write on this bandana for you? Like, 
what distance are you racing tomorrow? Where are you from? Like you made those connections with all of those people and you imprinted yourself on every single person that you talked to that weekend. And that's just something that's so incredible about you. And yeah, we're going to just keep going back and forth the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet. But you came and helped me. So, hey, <laughs> uh, I was like, Sophia, get to work. Yeah. Get people in line. I was like, oh, this looks like a little shady area and I can hang out with Allie and Blaze. Don't mind if I do. I'll just sit right here. <laughs> but I, I, I yeah I think you know I think that all circles back um and we're doing a really good job on that but that's how like us three are you know for sure and what gravel worlds resonates and what continues what it continues to do is it's like I think you go with community and connection and we all talk about community but the other C there is connection and that's where yes we look people in the eye and we want to understand what their goal is what brought them here how can we help how they can help us because they're just stoked and sometimes I I mean I love that newbie stoke I'm like what's that like to be so young and gravel (laughs) (laughs) so young and nice and excited (laughs) do you know what's in store (laughs) it is going to hurt so bad in mel- so many ways. <laughs> I'm like, follow me. <laughs> yeah, good luck. No, but seriously, though, it's. I don't. I wasn't that negative, Sophia. I was much more positive than that. No, no. Well, you I were going. I was going to say, I don't you... think I've ever seen either of you really that negative. So, no. like, you're both very. We just complain if, like, our drinks right. aren't delivered promptly and we don't have french fries. <laughs> Another shot of whiskey, please. Uh, we're <laughs> pomp frites. We call them pomp frites because we're classy. <laughs> the third wheel has officially activated over here. I have no idea what's happening. Um, but for real, though, you did have every right to complain that entire weekend because you uh, did a little something to your knee that weekend. Or oh yeah, like a month and a half, two knee. months before. Are we ta- mm-hmm. we're talking? We're back at Unbound, right? Yeah, Is that back what we're at Unbound. About? Okay, I'm narrating, narrating mm-hmm. the, the the wiggly path. The of, tornadoes, of- yeah. Thank you. <laughs> tornadoes collide. <laughs> All right, so we are back at the week of Unbound. Back at Unbound of yeah, weekend of Unbound. Allison had a little tiny bit of an injury, and that is <laughs> minimizing the situation by a long shot. Um, what situation were you in? Um, I dislocated my patella and I tore my MPFL ligament, which is the ligament that connects your quadricep to like around your patella down to your tibia. So I had that note that the little puffy quad muscle you have on your inner knee thing. Yeah, that was gone because it wasn't connected. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and so leading up to unbound. Oh, by the way, um, you guys can hear this here first. Um, I blew out my knee. Again? No, I blew out my knee into Unbound. So in April of 2022, um, I uh, dislocated. It was like the sixth time I've dislocated my patella. I played tennis in college. Um, I played NCAA tennis in college, and so my knee is like super jacked. So I blew it out a lot, and it ended my career in tennis. (laughs) But I um, found cycling, and cycling's really great for it. So cycling, you don't like twist your knee or anything. So usually everything stays in alignment. You don't tear those little meniscuses and ligaments and all that. And, uh, And then I got engaged. And um, 
uh, Christopher Strickland took our engagement photos, Creedub, on Instagram. He's amazing. And Creedub's out there, and I'm on a fence. Like, look at me. I'm on a fence in my cowboy boots and sequins with my sexy fiancé. Let's take some photos. And then I jump off the fence. And as I'm jumping off the fence, Blaze is like, no! Oh, no. <laughs> I jump off the fence and completely dislocate my knee. I'd like to step in like your a engagement squirrel session. hole. You, yeah, you finished. finished the engagement session though, right? With a yeah, I did. Everyone's like, "You look like you're crying, and it's so beautiful." I'm like, "Crying because my knee wasn't in socket yet until I popped it back in and kept the photo shoot going." <laughs> Those were not tears of joy or happiness. <laughs> I just love Blaze that much. I'm like, "Pop my knee back in." No, right. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! So then, what? It's, a month and a half later, you raced a, or rode it Unbound. Yeah, and so I had I'd already been selling these bandanas, and I told everybody that I was going to do this this fundraiser and and race the sun, and and people are going to buy bandanas, and we had this great idea, and I didn't want to not do it, and luckily, I mean, my team at Specialized was like, "You're crazy, please don't," and I was like, "I'm doing it, obviously." Like I see nothing. I rode sixty miles, I think, before Unbound. <laughs> Oh, I was like, gosh. yeah, I think I'm fine. I got it. <laughs> and you did. I rode it did. all in the saddle. I couldn't get out of the saddle. I rode 206 miles in the saddle. Never once getting out of the saddle. We got good oh saddles my. that specialize. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's insane. And then at all the little checkpoints, you would elevate your knee and yeah. put some ice on it and just <laughs> made that your is, way through. Dude, anybody that's on Unbound 200 knows. Wait, how did you do the hike-a-bike? Did someone carry oh, your bike? I cried. I sat in the mud for a while, like rolled around like a little pig. Like I was like, I quit. Oh my god! Because Christy told me not to do it. Christy was like, do not do Unbound. Like you can't walk. I was, I was like, no, I can't walk, but I can ride a bike. I'll be fine. She goes, no, the hike a bike is going to be the worst thing you've ever done in your life. And I was like, how bad can it be? I I was just Tears. about to say, I was just about to say like Unbound's really, really, really hard if it's a dry year and then i was like as i was saying i was like wait no it was a wet year <laughs> it was like how did you hike a bike with no knee um i, I cried and i had like impressive. people people were so nice back to community connection like people are like giving me chopsticks and like cleaning my wheels for me my bike weighs like 75 pounds i swear like i have this really light fancy bike and suddenly all that mud on it you can't even pick it up and my knees not stable and people are like helping me they're holding me and like hobbling me there also because I was their meal ticket to like race the sun. They're like, well, wait, she's remember they haven't pulled through yet. That's crazy. <laughs> but you know, what's awesome about that experience though. Gravel worlds is much different. Cause the, uh, the gravel's different, right? Like we're talking about, it's like, it's very good gravel. It's amazing. Um, you yeah. can walk barefoot on it. It's just, and it's fast. And you, you did. You don't one end year, up alone really at gravel worlds. One pending. year you went out and you were cheering people on and you were walking yeah. barefoot on the yeah. road. It's like, just like, it's like pebbles you put in your garden. I have no idea why that gravel is so nice. Unbound does not have that type of gravel. No. Um, so you end up alone, but gravel worlds have never been alone really until maybe five miles to go or something. But other than that, like always have people around me because the course is just a very beautiful like it's this is a good thing too it's just it's a unique course and very rolling and and it's conducive to small packs like it's not a huge pack all the time but it's just small groups of people are able to work together um but this is the first time I did Unbound it was my fifth so I got the the goblet thing and um and uh, it was the first time though I, I was never alone and it was actually really beautiful oh that's cool 
Because in, in, in gravel, we glorify like, oh, it's like alone and it's so hard and I hate the word suffering. They're like, and it's suffering. I'm like, this is not suffering. This is just like riding your bike hard. Like maybe look at what other people are doing in the world that's suffering, but this is not suffering. And it was so cool to do all 200. Like I was never alone. I got Claudia with me and Craig was with me and all this little like nice pacing group and people just trusted me. And the people that didn't trust me went out too hard and they usually regretted it. I'm just saying. You knew what you were talking about. Yeah, no, we paced it well, but it was, it was nice. But yeah, the hike a bike was awful. I literally like sat down and I started crying until people oh started gosh. helping me, which luckily Sounds I was horrible. in that area of the pack where people are just like, oh, Allie, are you okay? I was like, no, <laughs> not actually, not at all. I can't walk. They're like, but you're at mile 150. And I was like, yeah, but I can't walk. That is. I try to downplay the injury leading into it because I don't like people feeling sorry for me, like for something as silly like that, but it really was difficult. <laughs> All right, before we get into the the uh, like great. Instagram questions, we, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about bandanas yeah. in this podcast. What is that? Because I think some people who don't know what's going on would maybe have some questions with that. What are the bandanas? You started Saga Ventures. Let's talk bandanas. Yeah. So Saga Ventures is Blaze and I sourdough during COVID. <laughs> so we started an LLC um, together, but mainly to... Um, figure out how to raise money for causes that we like and believe in. Um, so just making a model where we could we could create working with incredible partners, create some something people can buy, and then give the proceeds to causes we like. So we've worked with Outride and then the NICA. So first we started with NorCal High School Cycling League, which is local for us. So I was able for now two years to go camp and ride and hang out with the NorCal High School Cycling League GRIT program, which is girls riding together. So it's awesome and and give scholarships. So we're able to fund multiple athletes to be able to race um, NICA. And that's actually not, you know, cycling, as you guys know, is very um, hard to get into because it's cost prohibitive. It's an expensive sport. Um, Outride does an incredible things with a younger program, but specialized donates bikes. And this is for more ADHD mental, like mental health and focus in school for younger kids. So that doesn't have a lot to do with racing, but it's about more balance and getting outside. And so we were able to raise money for that as well as, um, for this one that we're talking about for racing the sun at Unbound last year was for Emporia's NICA program called Coyote and Composite. And all volunteers, no budget, but selling bandanas and giving them money was able to fund basically quite a bit of their program for the entire year for all the athletes. Um, So really cool way. Uh, We have a lot of other initiatives. Uh, We work with, like I said, Zwift for Watch the Farm. So if anyone has any ideas, but it's about collaborating with causes that we believe in um, and being able to give back, use my platform and voice to create fun fun projects or swag or whatever but then also with a whole charitable component and do some brand activation around that so it's just something that we want to make cycling more accessible for for all and and we really believe in that the bandanas have kind of become a movement too because any race you go to there's a pretty good chance someone will be wearing a saga ventures bandana <clears throat> They're pretty yeah, cool. we've sold thousands, of bandana, like thousands of bandanas, and like I want to do more. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna like explore this space a little bit. But yeah, it's 
it's it's awesome and also bandanas look cool let's just be honest they do, they do. yeah they are pretty rad yeah, there was a, I did a race up in South Dakota and a lady came up behind me and she goes, oh my gosh, you're wearing a bandana from Allison Tetrick? <laughs> and I go, yeah. You're like, do you know me? <laughs> I, I have like, I have all of them. Thank I was, you. I was like, yeah, you're wearing one too. And we had the same exact, we had the yellow one on. And she was like, I just, I love Allison. And I go, really? No, yeah, she's amazing. And I was like, actually, she's my sister. And the lady was just floored. And she was like, tell Allison I wear this like every ride. Oh, I love it. Well, now you're telling it, finally. I know. You're finally telling the story. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super rad. Yeah, so, uh, so if people want to buy one of your van- bandanas, uh, where can they go Go find those? And the money does um, go to Nika. Yeah, so you can go to, I mean, if you just Googled Allison Tetrick bandana, it would come up, but it's it's a Saga Ventures on Shopify, um, and we can give you a link to put under the... We will do that, um, for sure. One of yeah. the questions from Instagram actually was about your bandanas. The Ride with Junior said, when are the new round of bandanas coming out, and how many of them will feature bear? <gasps> Ooh! We need bear bandanas. That's a great. You better write that down because you're gonna forget it. If you I'm don't writing write this down. Right down. <laughs> I think that's. I didn't even think about that. So no, it's Jr. By it's the way, Jr. Yeah. And, and Jr. is hilarious. He um, he's awesome. He's he's an SBT guy, you know. So he's out there. Um, and he took a selfie with Blaze at a feed feed station or aid station or whatever at SBT um, when we did lead boat. And it made Blaze's day because, like, JR comes up to him. He's like, I follow Allison, which means I follow you. Let's take a <laughs> selfie. And Blaze is like, bonked AF. So tired because he did Leadville the day before. Blaze has never done this before. And then this lovely JR, who's now our buddy, yeah. like, takes a selfie with Blaze and he comes back. He's like, Somebody took a selfie with me and I was so tired. Is that what's like being you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Uh... Blaze said when we recorded his that JR because JR called it uh, said you're number two fan so I'm assuming you're number one fan. But oh, I hope so. I, I would I would like to think, but we, someone someone's number one that and JR's number two. So yeah, sounds. I love it. Yeah, no, JR is awesome. He's so cool. I love it. So the new round of bandanas coming out soon. Yeah, some bear bandanas. I'm, I'm writing down bear bandanas though. It's going to be a thing. Need to happen. It's going to be the next big thing. And we really need. Yeah. We really need a pirate bandana. Like oh, pirate bandana. I actually had that on my list because I do love a good pirate bandana. We got to. And it's got to be pirate it's pajamas. Gotta be so it's got to be black, right? Can you do black bandanas? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. have one yet. That's Let's there go. go. We're, okay. We got dibs on black. Let's do it. Uh, All right. Next question. Uh, You are such a strong leader and inspiration to the next generation of female cyclists. What inspires that motivation to build up these young women? And what does it mean to you uh, to know you're inspiring them? First of all, to know that I'm inspiring them, I have a little imposter syndrome on that. Like that made me (laughs) that made me want to curl up in a little ball. (laughs) um because I I'm not sure like like I said I never know if I'm doing enough um but what does it mean to me like that will bring tears to my eyes if somebody says that like I'm making a difference um and I try really hard to do that 
like we were talking about earlier, like reading comments, if somebody doesn't think something I said is appropriate for their daughter, that like I take that to heart and I will change anything to make sure I'm being a positive role model uh, and can inspire um, and also inspire their freedom of expression of who that individual is back to owning your truth. And what inspires me to do that is, I think it's just the question you guys asked earlier, like, what would you tell your younger self? Like, there's in the hindsight's twenty twenty or whatever the rule is, you know, on that. But it's it's like you can't go back and tell yourself that, but you can tell the next generation. And I, I think, starting this sport in one of those declines of women cycling, where it's just such a man's world, and to like navigate my way through that, and like arguably, I'm like pretty proud of how I did that, and like in the success I've found, but I would love to help somebody not have to navigate it the way I did. And that there's like a path and a leader and people that she or they can go to, to, to vent, to find safety and to fly. You are a woman of many talents, horseback riding, all American tennis player, triathlete, and now professional cyclist. Where do you get your competitive nature from? (laughs) Uh, Competitive nature Definitely for my parents. Um, they're achievers. Uh, they're staying here tonight, which I mean, I cleaned the whole house. Like, everything is perfect. <laughs> Hit some alcohol, you know. <laughs> Lean as a daisy in here. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, you guys get a whole new side of me. Uh, I love this. Competitive, though, side, though, I, it's not really competitive because uh, my, my dad's and my, my, both my parents are phenomenal athletes. My grandpa who got me into the sports, a phenomenal athlete or was a phenomenal athlete. Um, but I don't think it's about competing against other people. Um, it was never pitting me against another classmate or player or competitor. It was about being the best version of myself. And I think that's where I got it from because that's where it gets so ingrained in who I am is, where we talked about it's not winning unbound necessarily last year, right? It's pacing. But like, how can I pace the best I can pace and like raise the most money? You know, it's like, it's like something that's like so much more than that. It's like, are you the best version of yourself? And if you're not, change it. Like, that's kind of how I was raised. Like, are you doing the best you can? You're not? Well, you can't regret that. So (laughs) like, change it. Put that on a poster. Let's go. (laughs) Also, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. I'm like so motivated. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, also, sorry, I'm reading a book okay, tonight. Though. Sorry, like. Yeah, no, you need to sleep. But it, it's also though that there's that's competitive, but it's like competing against your best version of yourself. And I used to call my grandfather, and we didn't get into this on the podcast, but most people would know this. Um, but my grandfather got me into cycling, and he's just he was incredible. Um, and it became our language, but you can only regret things for so much. Like if you weren't the best version of yourself, like you can regret it. Cause we're not always, of course not <laughs> like give yourself a little grace and then move on. Like that's the thing you have to just move on from it and then change it and changing it sometimes could be stepping back and being like, that was a little too much. Like I was really expecting a lot from myself, but I don't have the capacity to do that. And then you step back and then you're the best version of yourself in that present moment. And then you're better for it so it goes back to owning that truth and then looking forward to like what you could do and can you finding those like, limits is often really hard for people that are self like competitive so like to themselves like like you said be the best version of yourself but it's sometimes it, like you said you got to back that off 
I'm I am definitely and Sophia can attest to this. I am 100% victim of that of like just like oh I'll just I'll take a break when I reach this. I'll take a break when I reach this. And then it's like it turns out like you're burning every candle that you've ever owned from both ends and it's then there's nothing left. So um that really hit me. That that's the part that hit me. It's like it's yourself that you're competing against not other people but then also sometimes the best version of yourself is when you take a step back Uh, yeah like you need to you do need to take a step back and sometimes right and because like the thing is if you race yourself like i used to have this joke like you race yourself you always win yep yep (laughs) which could be completely off the back dropped having the worst day of your life at least one of your versions won right yeah yep but my, my grandfather taught me, though, like, there's so much humility in sport in life, you know, because there's always somebody better than you. Always. You could be world champion. You could be Peter Sagan one night and wake up and, you know, he can get beat by somebody, right? So there's always somebody better in career, sport, everything. So that's not the point. The point's not to be better than anybody else. It's just do the best you can or change it. And I think that's where it goes. Yeah. But, like, also just like, changing it to me is sometimes, like you said, backing off. It's... And you also have to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're finding happiness in and you're finding joy in and you have passion for or else it's not going to be worth it because there's always going to be times that you don't live up to your own expectations or you don't live up to other, obviously other people's expectations, but really your own. And you have to be able to enjoy yourself at all levels and all stages of whatever you're doing. Yeah, for sure. If you want to take it as seriously as you can and be all analytical, that's great. I've done that and can still do that. And there's other times where I'm like, I don't know, just have some donuts and see what happens. Like, (laughs) you don't know. (laughs) That's awesome. Appreciate that wisdom. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Two quick Instagram questions, and then we Mm -hmm. start wrapping it up. Real quick ones. The first one is from Oli, who works is the marketing director at Lauf. He said, "Do you still oh, have your him. do you have, still have your purple Lauf hoodie?" That's what he asked. Oh, heck yes, I do. Heck yeah, okay. That's the most comfortable hoodie ever. <laughs> I stole that for a man. <laughs> I stole that hoodie in like a hot tub in Iceland. That's a good old story, but I'm gonna just keep it there. <laughs> but I stole that hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really worn out hoodie too. It was like his. And I was cold, and I took his hoodie. You're like, you know I'm taking it home. A lot? <laughs> That's I took it home. I was like, he's like, are you sure? I was like, I want this hoodie. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like that real sound or TikTok sound. You're coming home with me. <laughs> yeah. We've <laughs> had a like, lot of mine, this hoodie. We've had so many TikTok sound bits in this episode. <laughs> um, all right. The last one is from White 909 Will you be racing Gravel Worlds this year? I need to look at my calendar, but mm. I would love to. And also do the run. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So before we get into our last question, I always say a couple things, but this is a little bit of a history lesson. So mm-hmm. the hashtag gravel family, when we started that in 2019, there yep. was like less than five people that had ever used the hashtag gravel family. So 20 in 2019, the big thing you did for a marketing campaign was you created a hashtag. So I created the hashtag gravel family and reached out to a bunch of people. You were the first, and we did a blog series. Mm-hmm. You were the first blog of the gra- hashtag gravel family blog series that started this whole thing. So I I'm reading, I was reading your blog and one question we ask, which Sophia will ask at the end, is what does the Gravel family mean to you? I kind of forgot this, like where yeah, this is all I rooted. I forgot about in. it. 
like this is where this podcast ultimately is rooted in is this first mm-hmm. vlog that you did. So you your answer back then in twenty early twenty twenty, January of twenty twenty hashtag never forget uh, <laughs> is hashtag gravel family is my life. It is a vibrant group of like-minded people who hug you regardless of your wins or losses. It is about encouraging more people to get on bikes and celebrating the everyday. It is about being raw and vulnerable and finding that soft place to land when you need it and raging after party when it is time. Gravel family brings the bike party every day. That's what you said gravel family means to you. So uh, before I hand it off to Sophia, I want to say, Allison, I'm very thankful for you. Everything like on a small scale, everything you've done for gravel worlds and always like being proud of those wins when you talk about it. It's huge for our event and all the support you've had. Um, And like our thousand women campaign last year, you shared it all the time. That was incredible. So thank you for all your support on the gravel world side. Thank you for the person that you are. It's awesome to call you friend, not sister, but close (laughs) enough. Uh, But yeah, thank you. So without further ado, Sophia always has one last question. I do. And before I do that, I just want to say on behalf of myself, um, you mean the world to me, both you and blaze. Like you're my big sister. Blaze is my big brother now. Like it's totally crazy how our worlds just collided and now we have this incredible friendship and you made an Instagram post a few months ago how you're just on a little Easter egg hunt and you're just getting all your little eggs and I (laughs) feel so lucky to be one of your eggs that you've found along the way. So now we need your updated, what does the Gravel family mean to you? (laughs) It just made me cry, so I don't think it's changed a lot. I think it's pretty much the same because that's that's it aligned with everything we've talked about. It's a bunch of people with similar ideas and great character and energy and able to go explore the gravel seas together, support each other, wins, losses, trauma, heartbreak, everything, um, and challenge each other to either ride faster or just sit down and have a snack. <laughs> yeah, I was like, as I was reading it, I was like nothing's changed (laughs) it's like the same which is it's also what's great about gravel is like it it's changed in a lot of ways but it ultimately hasn't and like no the things that make it definitely hasn't still there and that was my second cry of the day so (laughs) all right wait did you did you cry again did you get your second i kind of tried to hide my little tearing i had two more tearing up moments so i had to try and i'm doing the tearing up i'm trying to be professional (laughs) sophia I'm a professional. We're doing it our best over here, Allison, okay? <laughs> Do your best or change it. <laughs> All right. Let, we're going to oh wrap this God. one up. I guarantee you Allie T is going to be back on the podcast sooner than later. So yes, she's got to she's got to take that lead and uh, be the most most uh, visited podcast guest, I think. So Heck yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Until next time, y'all. Gravel Family Podcast is a Pirate Cycling League production. Gravel Worlds and Pirate Cycling League are owned and operated by Gravel Adventures LLC, Lincoln, Nebraska. For more information on Gravel Family Podcast, visit www.gravelfamily.bike. For information on Gravel Worlds or Pirate Cycling League, go to www.gravel-worlds.com. 